Hello there, people. How's it going? It's Wednesday, 5.21. Listing out names and numbers. Names and numbers. Um, and this is the Random Podcast. The Random Podcast. Number 116, it's your little boy with your little boy, your little boy bitch. That's my new tagline. It's your little boy bitch. Who's that boy? That's my little boy bitch. Sounds Croatian. Who is he? Oh, he's boy bitch. That boy's a boy bitch. Anyway, uh, super start. You know, we like to start slow and then we like to pick it up. But then we stop immediately. We realize, oh, we're picking it up. Let's keep it slow, guys. Let's keep it real slow. We like to keep it real. We like to keep it slow. That's what we like here on this podcast of structured, it's like a news report. Some people are like, ah, it's sprawling. No, it's all logical. If you do maths, you know exactly what I mean. Hats off to maths. Hats off. Hats off for maths, lads. Where's your mat head? Took it off. Why? Hats off for maths. Fair play to you. Sticking with, sticking with the theme. I hate saying theme on out loud because I'm always conscious now. I'm like, am I saying theme or team? Am I chugging water or chugging coffee? What's going on here with my dry mouth? Wet weather outside, but dryness in my mouth. Da 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 da. da. I was going to say something sexual, but we're not doing sex on this podcast. No, we're not. I was trying to do the podcast earlier with someone in my apartment. Couldn't do it. Too self-conscious. Like a little self-conscious boy bitch. Boy bitch was very self-conscious. The self-conscious boy bitch. Can't talk freely. Don't know why. They'll listen in. They'll be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. And I'll be like, I know. I know I am. So now I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? I feel that's a problem when I try and socialize too. I just don't want to talk to people. But if I'm boozing, I'll just be like, ah, sure, fuck it, we're all going to die, let's, should we chat or should we bother? But when I'm sober, I'm just like, ah, you're too much work, you're too much mental effort. It's fine to find people who you're talking to them and you're like, ah, this person's been fake. (laughs) Ah, I know about four people who I talk to and I'm like, all right, they're not being fake. Four people and I hang around with them the most and everyone else I'm like, ah, no, this person's been fake. Do they even know they're being fake? I don't think they do, but maybe they do sometimes and they're just trying to be like, oh, it must be this person. You're like, just be a fucking person, you clown. And then my brain is like, why are you talking to this fake fucker? And then I'm like, I know. And then my throat closes up. A girl was telling me she's got weak lungs the other day. Um, and uh, like I can't remember the name. I'm just gonna make it up so I sound like I know what it is. BCP, binocular collapsus polaroid lungs. That's what it's called. Binocular collapsus polaroid lungs. She's got C- BCPL. She's like it's tough to speak to people for a long time. I got fucked up lungs. I used to be dying, but now I'm alive. But now I've got small little lungs. Small lungs are in, people. Small lungs are in. Small lungs, small titties. Front of the queue. Get those drooping lungs and drooping boobs out of my face. Out of my face. I don't know. Drooping lungs over here. Get those. Pick those drooping lungs off the ground. Take them outside. Take them outside. They're knocking off your knees. 
Knee knockers, we call them. Get those knee knocking lungs away from me. A girl recently, my buddy was chatting with her, and she had J size boobs. J. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, J. And then I was like, oh, let me see again in the alphabet where J is. And I was like, A, B, C, D, okay, E, F, G, Jesus, that's where I thought J was going to be. H, I, J. When you get past F, then you get to G and then H and I, Jesus. I got to Google and see what it even looks like. It's pretty big. Can I only imagine the size of her lungs? Get them out of my face. This is the small lung year. Small lung, small boob, small booty. Sound like a creep when I say booty even more than when saying boobs. I think <coughs> it's weird in America because big, big old asses are in. But when I was growing up in Ireland, it was always smaller asses. Big asses, you're like, oh, because everyone in Ireland had a big ass, so it was just like, uh, no, thank you. And then we'd see like Victoria's Secret models or Baywatch models on TV, and you're like, oh, look at those small little firm bums. Wow, they're so magical and mythical, and wow, that's what we want because it's not here in Ireland. And then one year, this one girl who had a huge, she wasn't fat, but she had a huge ass. Massive, but no one really liked it. Poor girl. What was her name again? Michelle. No. Christ. Oh, I just remembered, but just in case she's listening, let's call her Michelle. Michelle went to um, America on holiday and she came back, and all the confidence that the black men gave her, she said when she went to America. Oh, how they loved this poor, pasty, pale Irish woman with the huge bottom. And she. She no longer cared that Irishmen weren't into the old big asses. I like the way I said moments ago, I'm not going to say anything sexual, and now we're talking about asses. <coughs> Speaking of asses, in one of the most oddest, uh, the most odd or the oddest, you can pick whatever I just said there. You can pick the right grammar. It's up to you. It's like an adventure. Pick your own adventure. Remember those books? Flick forward to page 36 if you want to pick most odd or stay here on page 22 if you want to keep going down the oddest path. So we're going down the oddest path. Uh, speaking of asses, I just remember this documentary I saw before. I probably spoke it on here about like in, where is it? Is it Venezuela? No, Colombia. Dudes were like, before they have sex with a woman, They'll practice by having sex with a donkey. <laughs> donkey sex. Oh, that's how we got already. We're not even 10 minutes in. We're talking about donkey sex. Happy days. But they'd have sex with a donkey. And, like, they just thought it was normal. I feel like if you're around enough people and they're all doing it, you're like, oh, this must be normal. This has to be normal. I was chatting to a girl the other day, and she was like, Oh, if I found out my boyfriend uh, ever was with a guy, I'd be like, oh, I can't be with you anymore. You like dick. But then she said, but if he found out I was with a girl before, dated a girl, he'd be like, oh, interesting. And that's, I think, a big, a big thing. Just for some reason, that's allowed and the other one is frowned upon. 
maybe uh, guys have more hope than women. Guys are like, oh, if she's into women, then that's a threesome possibility right around the corner. If I can play my cards right, if I can play snap, if I know how to play poker, oh, we could be on for a threesome. Maybe she'll invite her hot friend, Bet. Maybe we'll get Bet in bed. B&B. Oh, then I can stop fantasizing about Bet. While I make love to my beautiful beautiful girlfriend who I'm no longer sexually attracted to because the sex has just ran out. Her name is Victoria. I'm no longer attracted to Victoria, but I'd love to bang Bet. Oh, I'd love to pump Bet. Oh, Bet, let me make love to you like a sweet donkey. Whereas I don't think women have threesome hope. They're just like, oh, yeah. he likes dick. Oh, am I just uh, a beard? <laughs> That's funny, all right. Am I a beard? But the dude would never be like, am I a beard for her? Am I a mustache? Am I a fake set of boobs? Is that all this is? She's putting up a front for the family. So what I'm trying to say, long story short. I like to say that at the end of a long story. Long story short. I know I've been talking for 25 minutes now. About the time I bought a bad apple. But long story short, I still eat apples. And long story short, men are more hopeful than women. Which is fair, because I imagine men are awful to deal with. If I can only think of three to four people, most of them are men. Um, I can think of far more women, actually, who are not fake when they talk. Not saying there aren't many out there, but Jesus, it's hard to find people in it. Like, you could be talking about anything. How's the coffee? Ah, uh, it's just one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had. And you're like, we're at fucking Starbucks. And it's a shitty coffee. I know, because I'm also drinking it. So now you're lying. Now we know you're being fake. Why are you being fake? Tell me why. As Backstreet Boys once said, tell me why. You're being fake to me. Tell me why. And then it gets awkward, because they know I know. And I can't hide that I know. And then it's all ruined. You're like, I'll never, ever have a proper conversation with this fake fucker again. Like, I have a, I have a gig in, uh, <clears throat> I think, Palm Springs this week. Palm Desert. And I got to bring an opener. And it's like a two and a half hour drive. And the hardest part is figuring out who do I know that I could hack for two and a half hours in a car. And the answer is very few people. Because most of my good buddies are out of town and on their gigs. So now I have to go to the second layer. <coughs> the second level of people I know. And oh boy, will I be scraping barrels. Maybe not scraping. But I'll be like, all right, please, please let this person be in town. Two and a half hours, that's tough. Especially because there's going to be pitching. That's a lot of the problem. The comedians will be like, what do you think about this idea for a sitcom? And you're just like, nah. Dude came up to yesterday uh, at some open mic. I went with my buddy Michael. He was hosting. This guy came up and he was like, hey, man, I'm writing, I'm writing a pilot. You should come audition for it. And it's like, ah, this is everyone's psycho. 
you know, I checked, he added me on Instagram, he had seven followers, seven followers, he's obviously going to get this pilot made soon, no doubt, it's about actors trying to make it in Hollywood, they live in an apartment, no one has had that idea, so fair fucks to him on that, he wanted me to play an asshole, here if you're listening, write a different pilot, that's my advice to you, and no need to reach out to me to audition for your unwritten pilot, uh, so there, how's that for an audition for the asshole part? Pretty good, I think I nailed it, I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. What was I talking about? Donkey sex, there we go. I sounded like a donkey there when I said donkey sex. Donkey sex. Oh, donkey. <coughs> but they, these people in Colombia, they have donkey sex uh, before having sex with a woman, just so they can practice. But some of them are like, Oh, it's, we were told by doctors it's good for your penis because it stretches it out, which, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And sometimes they're like, they'd ask a whole classroom of boys, who here has had sex with a donkey? And they'd all put up their hands up and the teacher would be like, it's natural, it's okay. And you're like, Jesus, they think it's okay to have sex with a donkey. And the dude in the dock was like, oh... What if the donkey gets angry and one guy was like, no, I, I make love to him softly. I'm tender. I'm a tender lover. Tender donkey lover. Unlike me, uh, uh, a sloppy, sloppy, heavy breeding, heavy sweating, uh, clunky. I describe myself as clunky in the bedroom. I'm a clunky lover. <laughs> oh, you going to make love to me later, baby? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be clunky and sweating all over you. You like clammy hands? Bring that body over here, baby. Bring those J-boobs over here with that little tiny butt. Tiny butt and J-boobs. That's my ideal woman. She's got... She sounds like a donkey. Oh, but then with the donkey, too, they were like, why... One dude said he preferred to sleep with the donkey. I think because the donkey, after it, uh, they don't have to talk, which is fair. My friend said that before when he was making love to his bed. That's the thing in Ireland. Dudes will make love to their bed. Tenderly, sweetly, but still they're having sex with their bed. And I asked my buddy one time, you still, you're still pumping your bed, are you? And he said, yeah. And I said, you're almost, you're engaged, engaged to a woman. And he said, ah, yeah, but you know, sometimes you just want to have a, you just want to have a little quick one. <laughs> That's hilarious, a quickie with the bed. You just have a little quick one with the bed on a Sunday night and... um you know, you you don't want to chit-chat after. You just want to be in and out. Sunday night pump. Get rid of the fear, the Catholic guilt and shame. And then there's no chit-chat. You don't have to talk to the bed. You don't have to give the bed a, a wet towel. The bed knows what to do with itself after it's been made love to. And I suppose the donkey is the same. And then one guy was like, I prefer women... One good thing is that women will give head, but donkeys won't suck your dick. <laughs> I was like, that's a fair point. Fair point. Women are back in the game. Don't fret, women. You're back in the game. You thought you were out? Back in. Because you give head. Irish women don't, so they're back out of the game. A draw with, with beds. And then one dude was like, I don't have to buy the donkey food. I don't have to give it money. I don't have to buy it clothes. And it's just like, oh, he's gotten down the donkey well. 
There's no coming back for him. One guy was cheating. He'd cheating his wife with the donkey. He'd be like, sometimes it's amazing what happens when you stick a camera in front of people and be like, talk there about your love of donkeys. And they're just like, okay, here's everything that I've ever, ever, ever thought. And he's like, I hope my wife doesn't find out. But sometimes driving home, I'll see a donkey and I'll be like, oh, look at that. Look at that donkey, Deirdre. Look at Deirdre, the donkey over there in the field. Oh, Christ, me lines, they burn. They yearn for her. Oh, let me earn her love. And he'll pull in, he'll make love to a donkey under a tree, and he'll feed the donkey some food afterwards, and then he'll go home to his wife. They'll have dinner, and she, she'll never know about this affair, this donkey affair. And he's saying this on camera, smiling. And I think he was missing a couple of teeth. So, you know... That's that's what a donkey lover looks like, if you're wondering. Straw cap and missing teeth. Um, then he goes home and he says hi to his wife. Says hi and he, he doesn't feel the guilt, which is nice. Don't feel the guilt because when you're making, when you're cheating on your wife with a donkey or a bed, there's no way the bed's going to talk back. And I presume the donkey, unless the donkey just Keeps hanging around the house late at night looking for a late night pump. The wife might never know. Guilt is great, isn't it? Let's keep segueing. Let's keep doing these. It's like a Z-shaped segue so far. It's like, where is this fucker going next? We drank coffee, so who knows? I thought I had BP, BCPL. Binocular clopolis polaroid lung syndrome. I feel bad that I'm butchering that, but... I like the way if I hear something, I'll be like, oh, I think I've that too. Because I have weak lungs. You might not look at me you're like, oh, I bet she's got a big, hard, big, hard set of lungs. I'd be like, no, they're soft cock lungs. Weak lungs, they're like a little sponge. They're, they're not great. I used to get coughs every year and I'd be out sick, sick from school. They thought they were going to have to hold me back one year because I missed, was it 12 or 14 weeks? Let me find out. I'll, I'll text my mother. I'll be like, mother, well, how long was it? It was ages. And they were like, oh, you missed so much school. And I was like, I'll make it up to you. I promise. Just don't keep me back. Don't don't hold me back, please. I want to go on with my friends for life because these are my friends for life. And there's no way they're not. I'll tell you that right now. And they'll say... Okay, let let him go. But uh, yeah, weak lungs. Uh, weak lungs says, "Oh no, I just forgot what I was talking about." Midward, midward, midward. I looked at my phone, and then I forgot why. Because I'm in it. I got BCPL, real bad BCPL. Oh yeah, that was it. If I hear something, even today. Myself and my buddy, we were having oh, we were having a great laugh. Do you know it's annoying today at about three o'clock? I've had my I knew it was going to be the best laugh of the day because tears were coming down my face. I was choking a bit, you know, because weak lungs and whatnot. And um, uh, and then I got out of his car and I said, "Well, that's it. That's going to be the highlight of the, of the day. It's only three. It's early days still, but you know, we kind of fucked up. But it was a good laugh. We were driving back." He's a comedian, let's call him. I like to give people aliases because, uh, you know, I don't know why, but, you know, let's call him Chris, Christy, Christy, uh, Delihi, ha ha. <laughs> myself and Christy, Delihi, ha ha. We're out getting the munch, getting some coffee, driving back from 
the coffee munch place and we saw this dude in Hollywood Boulevard and he was just holding a sign, a handwritten sign saying free AIDS test, painting on free free AIDS test. <laughs> and you're just like, who the fuck is going to get an AIDS test off this dude? I don't know what he had in his hand. I couldn't tell if it was a ribbon or a condom. Like an open condom. <laughs> Not like a packet of condoms. It's like an open condom. <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah. In my head I knew. I was like, ah, I should get an AIDS test. Why? No reason why. Just slightly still hung over from the weekend. Still creeping in me. The guilt, the shame. It's like, why? Oh, let's... Let's is, is should I get an ASS off this fucking dude with the hand painted sign on Hollywood Boulevard? It's probably homeless and he's flapping around a used condom. Why not? He seems like a medical professional. He seems like a medical professor, a professor of doctor. Uh, if you were just imagining the test that he'd do, and he's like, "I got to, I got to taste your cum. If I can taste your cum, then I'll know." And he's sucking you off. And right before you come in his mouth, he says, Oh, you don't have it. <laughs> and then he comes in your mouth. And then we laughed as he was like, Oh, you're about to come. And before you came, he'd say, You're all good. And then he'd suck your cum still. And you'd be like, Ah, oh, I've been tricked. I've been fooled. And I was laughing and I was sweating and I was hurting my little little lungs. And we were pulled in, and the two of us, I think we howled at some point. He kept doing act-outs. He's good at act-outs. He's good at doing <laughs> dick-sucking act-outs. Um, oh, you're about to come. No AIDS. And then you come in his mouth, and you're like, wait, when did, did you even taste it? <laughs> it was so dumb. But Jesus, I was sweating. My hands getting clammy thinking of how much I was laughing. Um sweating like whores but then you're like ah we peaked we peaked early peaked at three o'clock it's gonna be the best laugh of the day i have to go up there now in a minute and do a show i'm gonna have to pretend that this show is gonna be the best laugh but no it's gonna be the aids test from earlier and that's now i'll probably booze at the weekend and then i'll have to get an aids test because i'll feel bad i feel guilt and shame Jeez, my guilt and shame after this weekend was sky. It was to the to the sky and beyond. First of all, all right, this is what I was thinking yesterday. How kind of dumb is it to look at the sky and be like, ah, heaven's up there. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so... <laughs> Where's heaven? Up there in the sky. <laughs> see that there in the sky? Heaven's up there. Why can't I see it? It's just... It's just invisible. It's an invisible heaven. Ah, cool. Okay. Let's believe in this invisible heaven. <laughs> it's like, come on. I keep thinking. Like I said, we grew up so Catholic. Everyone in Ireland grows up so Catholic. We had religious, religion class. I was going to mass. I was gibbering. But it was usually like, oh, if you're not good, you're going to die. If you're not a good boy, you're going to go to fucking hell, you little shit. Be good or Christ will come after you with a stick and beat the fuck out of you. You'll be like, oh, Jesus, what? And then everything's bad. You're like, you sneezed? You didn't say bless you? That's fucking bad. You're going to hell. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And then, but I was thinking, they never explained what heaven was. They were just like, oh, heaven. Heavens were all, it's the place of your dreams. And they'd only have, I've definitely spoken with this recently, but I'm like, 
never is there a description of where is heaven, what's going on. And then you're meant to look at the ground and be like, ah, that's hell's down there. That's where the devil lives, underground. It's kind of like, you know, stupid if you think about it. I'm not denying it. I'd probably believe it if you asked me, if you put me, do you believe it or not? I'd say, yeah, just because it'd be like, oh, this is futile otherwise. (laughs) What's the point of it all? I feel like that's a good way to think about stuff. You're like, why are you being fake? Why are you lying about nice coffee? We're all going to die. It doesn't matter. Keep going. If you believe in heaven too, you kind of have to believe in ghosts, I feel. Because like heaven's a ghost town. That's what it apparently is. It's where your spirit, the Holy Ghost, goes out to hang out. Goes up to hang out with the holiness. God only knows. Literally, God only knows about heaven exactly. Um, literally, I like to I said literally, for God only knows. Like that is a fact. Only God knows the truth. But, yeah, you have to believe in ghosts, I feel. If you don't believe in ghosts, uh, but you do believe in heaven, oh, you might be mental. You can't. (laughs) You have to believe in both. And ghosts, what's that noise at the window? Is it my paranoia? Is it my hangover? No, it's a ghost. You have to say, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is a ghost. Who's it? It's the ghost of Benny. Benny killed 17 people and he's back because you were number 18 on the list, but you ratted him out to the feds. Now Benny's back to kill you and you have to be like, oh, yeah. Well, at least I have God on my side. (laughs) At least I have God. I'll be going to heaven. I did a good deed. I ratted up Benny. And then you and your friend, then you're just lying back and forth. Believe in ghosts. I've been getting ghosted recently, which, you know what? I... Whenever someone ghosts me, whenever a girl ghosts me, I'll tip my cap. I'm like, fair play. Fair play to you. You made the right call in the long term. You know, I would have probably wasted your time. You probably would have wasted your my time. No, you would have probably wasted your time. We would have both wasted your time probably in the long run. <laughs> you would have been like, oh, I bet you he's like this. And then by the end, you're like, ah, oh, he wasn't like that at all. It was just because he had an accent. He keeps talking about heaven and ghosts. I'm going to ghost him. It is funny when you're getting ghosted, but the girl will still like look at all your Instagram photo or stories, and it's just like ah, oh, kind of it's it's a good way to feel young because you're like ah, oh, this is nice, you know. This is what the, this is what the kids are doing. They're just fucking <laughs> straight up ghosting. I feel like people. Usually you'd ask them to do stuff and they'd be like, no, 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 they can't. Three times you're like, all right, I get the fucking idea. Goodbye. Goodbye and farewell. Put this straight up. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm going to text you in five minutes. I'll see you then. Then you never hear from them again, but they keep looking at your stories. And you're just like, fair play. It's a new system. It's a new way of life. I know what the young people are doing. Tipping my hat to anyone who ghosts me. You're like, watch your story. It's like a ghost watching your stories, really, if you think about it. It's like a ghost looking in your window and being like, oh, that's what he's up to. He'll never hear from me again because I'm a ghost. But, you know, um, at least 
at least he knows we think he's uh, he's not worthwhile. He's not worth the explanation, which I agree completely. Definitely not. Here's the thing. Whenever I'm hungover as fuck, I'll, I'll agree 100% with everything bad. I didn't want him because of this. I'll be like, yeah, I fully concur. Fully concur. Jesus went boozing all weekend. Um, I don't know. I just got invites and had shows. I was gallivanting. And I'm a weak man. And I was like, fuck it, I've nothing to do, let's go boozing. But then, Jesus, some bad hangovers. I think I had the worst one on Saturday. Do you ever, like, my favorite part of hangover is when you're just sitting around and you're like, um, you send out a couple of texts. You're like, oh, I need some human interaction. I can't be alone with my thoughts because my thoughts are just like, you fucking idiot. And then you're just like, send out some texts and then you don't get replies within two minutes. And you're like, oh, fuck. Everyone I just texted hates me. Hates me with a deep passion. And I probably deserve the hatred. And then you try and figure out, what did I do to them last night? And then my brain will be like, ah, I didn't even see them. So what else happened? And then you'll be like, did I text him something? Did I did I phone him? You'll check your phone. You'll be like, maybe I deleted the texts. And then I'll be like, did I meet one of their friends and say something dumb? Did I sleep with that girl's mother by mistake? Who knows what happened? Who knows that I crack onto her father as a joke, not realizing this man at the bar was her father? Who knows? But your brain will go through all the Rolodex of possibilities of why you could have been a prick. And you'll be like, deep down, I know I'm a prick, so it makes sense that I definitely did something. And then you'll be like, shit, what did I do? And then you feel bad. And it's daytime. You go to the gym and then it's nighttime. You don't feel as bad because it's nighttime. You battled your demons all day. You battled the ghosts of life. And now it's nighttime. And it's the weekend still, so, you know, you can celebrate that fact with a couple of boozes. And the boozes will make you feel better. And then you can repeat the cycle of having fun, being able to talk to people while out, not hurting your throat because you have BDLPP, bionic disorder, lung paralysis, as we called it earlier. And you'll just be like, why? And then you wake up again hungover and you're like, oh, Christ, why did I do that again? Your ear won't be working. Do you ever have that? When you wake over, you're like, oh, why is my ear broken? <laughs> why is one ear, oh, it's gone, is it? Have we lost the ear for life? What happened? I don't know. No more ear. Then you'd be like, did I have sex over the weekend? Can I ever remember what's happening? Here's how I know I was brought up right. Uh, this is something that I always insist on. I always insist on shaking hands after sex. <laughs> shaking hands and saying, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Have a, have a good one, okay? Look forward to you ghosting me. And then they'll be like, why are you shake my hand? And I'll be like, oh, it's an Irish tradition. And they'll be like, why are you putting on your clothes mid-orgasm and running out the door and you'd be like, oh, it's an Irish tradition. I gotta go home and pray. Pray for my forgiveness. We had sex out of wedlock. Christ save me. They'll be like, oh, I didn't realize you were a priest. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm a trainee priest. They sent me to LA to get all the sin out of my system. Last year, it was uh, the summer of drugs and rock and roll. And this summer, it's booze and sex. 
So thank you for helping me on my voyage to become a priest. And they'll be like, you go get it, Father Merck. And I'll be like, it's Merck. And they'll be like, Merck. And I'll be like, Father Merck. And they'll be like, oh, bless you. And I'll be like, thank you, child. <laughs> That's an accurate, accurate, accurate description of uh, every weekend, really. Popped my head earlier. Uh, I remember one time I was having sex with a girl making love as they as they call it making the love pumping the bed you know and she said y'all having fun <laughs> there's no room for y'all in the boudoir that's what i think strongly upon y'all having fun i thought y'all was for numerous people too i said this girl she was like oh sounds like you're at a keith urban concert <laughs> he's pumping up the crowd y'all having fun out there i mean the girl is just in the boudoir making sweet tender Clunky love saying, yeah, <laughs> we all am. What is, y'all is so funny. If I start saying y'all, that's when you know I've lost the plot and I've gone to the American side of life. American side. Y'all having fun out there? No, sorry. Sorry, sorry, no. Getting ghosted. You know how it goes. You like a bit of ghosting? At least I heard a girl on a date the other night, uh, and she was telling the dude that she's slept with money, or slept with dudes for money, so she's been a prostitute, but it's only been a few times, and it was the first date, and the dude was just like, ah, <laughs> uh, that's cool, ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay, that's okay with me, you know, <laughs> he obviously didn't know what to say, but he was just, in his head, he's probably like, Ah, uh, but like if, do I have to pay if we're having sex tonight? <laughs> that's cool that you did. No, no, that's cool. That's cool, that's cool. But uh, what's the situation if we're having sex? Do I have to pay or is it... Or these 12 drinks about us. Is that payment? What's, what's happening? Because, you know, I, I work in marketing and I think I'm leaving my job. But uh, money's a bit tight. I don't want to go home and have sex with a donkey or my bed. Uh, so I was hoping for a woman who wasn't an escort because I can't afford it. I took an Uber pool here. I feel like that's if you're going on a day tomorrow, Valentine's Day, clunky love day. That's what it's called from now on, clunky love. Uh, if you go on the clunky love date tomorrow, a good way to impress your date, fellas, is to uh, pick her up in an Uber pool. Cause you never know. She'll be like, ah, this guy's fun. This guy's this guy's got some antics up his sleeve, huh? This guy's living the dream. This guy's this guy's charming. That's what charming people do, isn't it? This guy's full of guilt. I, I think uh going back to the guilt, I was thinking the other day, would I prefer to be touched by a priest one time, just once, just a little bit of touching? Because people always ask me they're here, they're like, Have you ever been molested by a priest over there in Ireland? Be like, no. But then I'm like, but they've given me Catholic guilt for life, which is torture. It's like herpes. It comes and goes, but it's always there. Um, and then you're just like, but if you just touch one time, hmm, would I trade that? Would I trade that for a lifetime of Catholic guilt? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think I would. Because, like, Monday night, I did a show at the Comedy Store. Did a, like, it was a short set. 
but I was very hungover, but it was going really well. And I couldn't see that they lit me to be like, oh, you're almost up. And I just, I was half in a bit and it was going well and the audience were into it and I kept going. And then I realized, oh, I've ran the light by about three minutes, which probably is too long. It's too long. But, you know, I was caught in the moment and I didn't see the light. And then I felt bad. And then I felt shame. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad, like way too bad. My buddy made it worse. He was like, oh, you're a prick for doing that. And I was like, I know, I know. Um, but then afterwards, the girls that were running the show, I was like, ah, oh, I just say sorry. And there was a dude there too. And the three of them, the one dude was like, nah, it's grand. You're cool. All good. And then one girl was like, oh, you should feel sorry. I'm going to tell the owner. And I was like, she was joking though. I was like, nah, I feel bad though. Seriously, sorry. And then the other girl was like, you should feel bad. You should feel very bad. You should feel bad. Like 100% serious. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's the next three minutes in everyone's life. I no longer feel that bad because you made it so serious and it's not serious at all. Really? Just one little blip but then I was uh, I was walking home and I was going to get an Uber because it was cold and then I was like you know what I deserve to walk home in the cold that's my punishment let's get it going so then I walked home in the cold and I was like what kind of bullshit is Catholic guilt and shame I got a penance repent delirium tremens I got to deal with all of this Oh, what a load of shit. Church has too much power. You should feel bad. That's what I felt. The priests telling me. Teachers, you should feel awful. How could you? How could you do that? All right, calm down. I don't feel bad now. If you had told me, ah, it's grand, I would have been like, oh, no, I really disappointed these people. Too much power. I feel like uh, the Catholic Church and hot people have too much power. Hot people do have too much power. Got to take it back. Got to stop acting stupid around hot people. Let's rebel, people. We have to rebel and not let them get away with bad behavior. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm going to clunky love. I'm going to include hot people and the Catholic Church together. There's some good. You got to rebel against the power. They have too much power. They are for heaven. And you fall for it, and you'll get ghosted and burnt. And then, then where are you? You're just a little prick at the gym. I was going to fight with the gym the other day. Speaking of power, speaking of power, I like to say I'm a hypocrite, but you know, we keep going. Um, I was at the gym, and it was packed. I was running to get rid of my hangover, the sweat. Like, let's sweat devil out of us. Let's sweat the sweet baby Jesus devil juice out of us. And it was packed and there was only one treadmill open and I was next to this dude. And he kept coughing. He'd like a whooping cough. And you know me, I got BTTL. Uh, bilingual. Uh, tremendous. Painful. Lung. Disorder. And I was wheezing. But I know a whooping cough. This dude was sick. At first I was like, oh, he's coughing. And I was like, no, he's sick as a dog. This fucker's sick as a dog. And he's at a packed gym. And then there was a really hot girl, the one treadmill down. And I could sense that she was like, two of us were like, oh, is this guy coughing? 
He was just like coughing, not putting his hand to his mouth, just being a little fucking pig. And eventually I was like, hey, you got to go home, I'd say. You're sick. And he looked at me and he was like, huh? And I was kind of walking on travel and I was like, yeah, you're sick, are you? You should probably go home because you're like spreading germs. And he looked at me with his big ginger head and he said, what? And I said, yeah, man, you should go home. You're sick. No one wants you here when you're sick. And then he looked at me and he coughed and he didn't put his hand to his mouth. And I thought, is that an act of aggression? And then he just went home. He stopped running. He took it. And the power I felt, because now I own this man. <laughs> now this man is my slave. He's my foxy ginger slave. And when I tell him go home, he'll go home. And then the hot girl over, he left. And I looked at her like, I did that for us. And she looked at me like, don't fucking talk to me. And I said, you're the Catholic Church, huh? You've got too much power. It's time to take you all down. Time to take you all down. I feel like everyone's insane in Hollywood. So I walked home after that. I was going by. I live by Ralph's in Hollywood or West Hollywood. And it's like an insane asylum there. It's just full of meth heads and faded rockers and good-looking women and prostitutes and gigolos and psychos and everyone all go to this little spot. I was buying some peanut butter. You know, that's how you lure in a donkey. You smother your balls in peanut butter. I was buying some peanut butter while, like, in gym gear, clearly in gym gear, shorts, gym gear, and gym gear, more gym gear, and this girl was like, is peanut butter dairy? And I was like, wait, does she think I work here? And she did. She was like, yeah, is peanut butter dairy? And I was like, huh? She's like, is it dairy? And I was like, what? She's like, it's technically butter, so I need to know if it's dairy because I can't eat dairy. And I said, oh, I don't work here. And she said, you don't? And I said, no. And then she gave me an eye roll and she asked someone else. And then you're just like, all right, time to go home. Time to go home and battle the devil. My ear is now working so I can go home. I'm no longer the Van Gogh of boozing. I'm going home. And you know, sometimes you tell a story and you think you know where it's going to end and other times like we're here now there's no ending to the story it's just like life huh? <laughs> you're all expecting a heavenly ending and you didn't get it and that's to teach you all of this a listen a listening lesson that's this is a lesson to all of you because i presume it's only good looking people who listen to this podcast and the lesson is uh i just did a power move on you I made you go listen to a story and then in a power move, I didn't give you an ending. Like the women I have sex with, there's no happy ending for them either. It's just clunky love, a handshake, priest tears, saying a prayer, and I leave mid-orgasm. Time efficiency, that's the, the trademark of making love to an Irishman. Very efficient, mid-orgasm, I'll walk out the door I'll be pulling up my pants mid-orgasm. The dude will be in the corner being like, let me see if you have AIDS. <laughs> Keith Urban will be in the other corner saying, y'all having fun? The girl will be like, 
why did he why did he keep saying donkey stuff to me and then that's that's my power move now you know my power moves people expect more of them expect more of them this day and age um that's about it, I'd say. We came to some sort of conclusion. I think I've had 14 buckets of coffee today, so, you know. Do they all make sense? No. Is there a heaven? I don't know. Look up in the sky. Let me see if you can see any ghosts. Let me know if you're being ghosted. What a t- I hope people get ghosted tomorrow. What a great day. Valentine's Day. Oh, imagine you did a day tomorrow and you got ghosted. Oh, oh, you'd feel like such a piece of shit. Although it's weird, if you like, people love when they, you know, if you're like, "Oh, come to this party," and then the invitation gets cancelled, they're like, "Oh, such a relief, such a relief! It didn't happen. Oh, I can stay at home in my sweatpants." But then, if you get stood up, you get very upset. Same relief. You're not going on that thing that you were meant to go on. You just got, you just got stood up. Same thing as cancel plans. You just didn't know they were going to be cancelled. Is that it? The not knowing. You want hard facts. If you get upset about that, then you can't believe in heaven because you don't really know and it's not a hard fact. So, you know, we're all hypocrites, people. I suppose that was the whole point of this podcast. We're all hypocrites. We're all going to die. So go out there and ghost people. Help them feel young. Help them feel something. It'll be probably a shitty feeling, but it's better than being like, hey, I got to know you. Don't like you. Don't want to spend another moment around you. I'll never text back after this. But I didn't want to leave you hanging. I wanted you to know that you're a shitty person. You're a piece of shit. I'll say it one more time. You are a human piece of shit. Thanks for hitting me up. I wish I never responded. You waste my time. Please tip your hat at me as I walk out the door. So pick one or the other people. That's like your choice. All right. Goodbye. Good talk. We're ending this abruptly. We're ending this aggressively because, you know, go out there and make some clunky love. Buy some of my books for Valentine's Day. They're going to love them. Random, random or pre-dumb. Check out Amazon. Hit me up on Instagram at the Marques. Hit me up on Twitter at Trickadoo. Hit me up at a comedy show. Come to the Laugh Factory on Friday. We got an unreal lineup. Check out my Instagram for more details. If you're listening to this on iTunes, leave a review. Five stars. Rate it. Give it a rating. Go on, give it up. I don't give a shit what you rate it. Just go on, give it a good rating. And then that's about it, people. Uh, All right. All right. We did it. We did something. I don't know what it is, but we did something. You know, we made it in the end, and that's... That's, I suppose, it was all about the journey. A girl today asked me if I was uh, addicted to porn because of my sex poems. And I was like, no, I barely watch it. I'm just addicted to writing. But I think I'm also addicted to just getting gibberish out of my head because it's better out than in. And that's what I realized with this podcast, too. So farewell, gibberish. I'll never remember you again. But, you know, you live on through the sound waves. Goodbye, good duck, and good duck do. Come on, good duck, good duck, good duck do. Good duck do. Shout out to Clunky Love. Make sure to give a handshake after sex tomorrow. And if they say, what are you doing? Just be like, Father Marquez told us to shake your hand. Good duck, good duck, good duck.